Well, welcome to the Midweek. This is Pastor Cooper. And um, the Midweek is an episode styling within our CFC podcast channel um, that just provides a space to either talk more about our Sunday messages, if we need to go deeper into the text, um, or other cultural moments that are happening within our current landscape and just talking about those things from a biblical perspective. So most of the time it'll be myself and Pastor Mark. We might have other staff members or other people from our church community, other special guests, um, just speak on things that, that, that are happening and things that will provide um, good conversations even beyond this podcast. So um, yeah, this is the midweek. Thank you so much for joining in. And um, yeah, we're just glad to be a part of this church's mission and vision to help people know Jesus and live for him daily. And maybe this midweek podcast can just kind of help us know Jesus, to grow in Jesus, and to be equipped and confident to go for Jesus as we create more disciples. So thanks for tuning in, and here's this week's episode. All right, well, welcome everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening to the midweek podcast episode, whatever, if it's Spotify or Apple iTunes or... Google Podcast or whatever it is. Podbean. Podbean, yeah, yeah, Podbean. Or else it's your face page. Yeah, your face page. It's <laughs> great. <laughs> or your 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 Twitter gram. Your Twitter gram. Yep. <laughs> whatever it is of yeah. your choice. Um well we had something good happen this last weekend. That was you turning older. <laughs> I did turn old. I feel old. Yeah. My legs feel old. Yeah, so you went skiing. I went snow skiing for my birthday on Friday with a friend from church. And um, yeah, now my legs, I had trouble walking the past two days. <laughs> Did you borrow your mom's walker? <laughs> I didn't or borrow came. my mom's walker, well, then, but then you're still good. I felt maybe I should. <laughs> I did bring a chair up on the platform on Sunday yeah. just in case I had yeah. to sit down. Yeah, but it was, but you turned 49. Turned 49. So this is my 49er birthday. So any 49er gear, hats, shirts, you know, are all welcome. Yes, yes. Did you have a 49er themed birthday party? Yes, I did. Nice. Very fun. Plates, napkins, balloons, the whole yards. Yeah. Cool. The whole hundred yards? The whole hundred yards. Not just nine yards. The whole hundred yards was right there on the table. Yeah. Yeah, it was very fun. So. That's so cool. this would be the year that they would win the Super Bowl if things turned out right. Yes, yes, yeah. that's true. Because mm-hmm. you'd be forty nine, mm-hmm. so forever yeah. faithful to the so, 49ers. Yep. If we get a get a good quarterback and let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good thing this weekend. That was fun. Yeah. But a bad thing this last week. Bad weekend, thing happened this weekend. We too. talked about it on yeah. Sunday, and it'll be an ongoing conversation. Of course. And just a, a point of prayer and a point of definitely. Um, just yeah, just caring for what's happening that's in our world and that's uh, Russia invading Ukraine mm-hmm. and um, just the outcomes of that. And so on Sunday we shared a, a statement from the four square church leaders that are both in Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the national leaders. So they oversee all the four square churches in those countries and yeah. give vision and direction. And they gave a joint statement. You read it on Sunday. And I think, I think it'd be good to just read it again here in case somebody wasn't, you know, in yeah. attendance just wants to hear right. it again. It's a good reminder. And then, they had a couple of kind of like, here's some action steps that you can take as Christ followers just in the situation. And so we can talk a little bit about that. And um, yeah, so why don't you go ahead and, and read that statement. Yeah, I'll read the statement. This is from um, Dmitry Mason, the national leader of Foursquare Ukraine, and Alexander Pachenko, the national leader from Foursquare Russia. And their state joint statement is, we, the Foursquare churches in Ukraine and Russia, request that our global Foursquare family join us in praying for our two nations in this critical time. 
We believe Jesus Christ unites us in a gospel of peace that transcends political and national interests. We ask that you stand with us in prayer that God will grant us the blessings of peace, prosperity, and a great harvest of souls in the gospel in Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then they gave um, a couple of points yeah. um, just to kind of go forward in. And mm-hmm. one, the first one is just be fervent in prayer yeah. for the situation and pray for peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think obviously the heart of God is that that all people come to peace in him right. and through Jesus. But also we pray for like the peace of just the nations and the warring and things yeah. like that that are happening. Um, then the second one, I think we want to talk a little bit about this, but be a non-anxious presence of Christ that transcends human conflict. Yeah. Um, what, what does that kind of mean, and, and how do we do that here in Cheney, Washington? Mm-hmm. We're, we're literally on the other side of the world right. for what's happening. So, so what does that mean mm-hmm. for us? Well, I think for us, it, it means that we're careful with our words, and we're mm-hmm. careful with our actions, and we're careful with how we talk with people and about situations. And I think for me, it, it's just a good reminder that Jesus Christ is first in my life. And he's the savior of the world and everything in the world really is, we're trying to focus people in the world on coming to know and believe in Jesus Christ as their savior. And he, he can transcend all human conflict. We believe that. But also I think even right now, you know, it it can be easy for any of us to just get really upset about this to be frustrated about it, to be angry about it. Mm-hmm. And um, by being a non-anxious presence, it means I, I understand that um, I have peace in Christ. And my the peace that I have in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit means I don't have to be anxious about all things. And I can present that to the Lord in prayer. I can give it to the Lord in prayer. And he'll guard my heart and mind in Christ, Philippians 4 says. So... Um, I think that that's what that means, that when we get in conversations with people, uh, we should try as, as best as we possibly can through the, just let the Holy Spirit lead us, but to um, be that presence of Christ that says, uh, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the side of people not being in conflict with one another. That's the side I'm on. There, there's not a good side um, other than the side of peace. And that we should pursue that. And I think that leads right to the third thing, which is be careful about what you post online. Uh, it's not the time for further political polarization, strange conspiracy theories, and scoring partisan points. Um, and I think what has been interesting, at least in the United States, both sides of the aisle have said, this is a really bad thing that that's happening. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Very, I haven't heard very many people on either side that have said, yeah, this is a great idea. Um, so that's one thing that we're united in, and that might be kind of great to have something we're united in for, on both right. political <laughs> sides of the aisle for once, yeah. um, that we would both say, hey, this isn't a great thing, what's happening. And um, just to invade someone for no reason is is something we can both unify together on and say, hey, let's stand, let's stand against that and let's stand for peace in the world. And, um, and that we can do that as well. But at the same time, uh, there will be, as you know, things thrown around because they always are in every single situation. Um, 
the Republicans would have handled it this way and it would have been better than the Democrats. The Democrats would have handled it this way and it would have been better than the Republicans. I'd say the best thing to do in this situation is just try to stay out of all that, that conversation. Um, it doesn't help. It's not helping. Um, and so, and I don't know that all of that political conversation sometimes is really hard to even get into because you never really know whose side would have done a better job anyway, because neither of you got to have that option to choose. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think the best thing to do is to be that non-anxious presence of Christ, um, and to just post, uh, very, um, neutral things online if you want that would be in support of people and oppression, which I think is important. Um, scripture's full of that for us, that that we need to help people that are oppressed and that we need to care for those that are struggling and hurting. And um, so I think that that's really important and that's the side that we should generally as a body of believers fall upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like that last one is just focusing on the main thing in, w- in whatever we're doing, which is the gospel. Yes. But just seeing situations through a lens of how the gospel can be a part of that and how the commands of Jesus can be a part of that, of loving our neighbor and loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and just how in the middle of these conflicts, we don't want to provide further conflicts of, of arguments of like, well, this is that and this is that. And if you do right. this, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think something too in, in our current in our area here in Cheney and Spokane and all that stuff. There's, there's a lot of um, immigrants from mm-hmm. Ukraine and Russia, and we have friends that are from both countries and different things. and And I'd really encourage just you if you know someone who um, is just a part of th- those groups to reach out, just text yeah. them or give them a call or write them mm-hmm. a letter. Um, you don't have to give them like an answer for anything. Just right. just support of just hey, support, I'm yeah. sorry about this. Praying for you, love you, mm-hmm. you know, and just something that just shows that you acknowledge that this is probably hard for them. Yeah. Um, and there's they might have family that's still in those countries on both sides. Yep. And they're split. You know, maybe their families are split on things, mm-hmm. and there's a lot deeper things than we can understand because um, we're not a part of the entirety of their cultures and all those things. And mm-hmm. so just simple support and simple prayer for them is, is huge yeah. um, for that. And like the, like, like we see with the four square leaders, one's from Russia, one's from Ukraine. Yep. They're not saying like their side's better than the other side. They're saying, man, we are in a hard situation. We need yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. We need Jesus to intervene and to be prevalent in this so that people can realize that they need reconciliation with God as well. Yeah. Not just with their people here on earth, but, mm-hmm. but with their soul. Um, mm-hmm. And these hard situations sometimes provide those opportunities, which is always hard, mm-hmm. but that's always a, a thing coming out of this that can be redeeming Yeah, um, in these really, really bad situations mm-hmm. with it. So, yeah. So, yeah, those four things are huge and, and reach out to people that you might know um, that are affected by this. Right. And um, just be praying for them and mm-hmm. just tell them that you're sorry, you know, just to have that relation with them on that. So. Yeah, another thing I know that will probably be happening in the near future is we have a side of our denomination called Foursquare Disaster Relief, mm-hmm. and I imagine at some point they will be, um, you know, having a way that we can give to that mm-hmm. if we'd like to, yeah. and that would be helpful as well. Mm-hmm. I know that there are lots of missionaries and 
four-score churches in the Ukraine and Russia that are mm-hmm. going to be trying to help each other yeah. and put Jesus first mm-hmm. in the middle of this instead yeah. of uh, just our pride. Yeah. And um, so there might be some ways that you can give in the future, and there might even be other things that you're connected with in the body of Christ too, in the greater body of Christ that is going to be going in and helping, mm-hmm. giving, giving aid, medical aid, or bringing food or whatever it might be to... Mm-hmm. Um, the people of Ukraine, then um, there might be some ways to give as well. Um, I was reminded uh, of a verse, Proverbs fourteen thirty one, that says, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker, but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. And um, that might be a good verse for this situation, that um, we're going to be kind and we're going to honor God in the middle of it. And one of the ways we can do that is for caring for the needs of the mm-hmm. people that are oppressed. Yeah. And so might just uh, be open to that in the future. Yeah. And I was even thinking in the country of Russia as well, there's been lots of protests. Right. There have been. Yeah, that's right. They've been squashed pretty yep. violently mm-hmm. by the state government of Russia. And and there's, there's Christians that are protesting like, hey, this yeah. is not yep. okay. And I think there's going to be a lot of need that could go unnoticed because we might just categorize Russia as one large right. thing. Well, that everybody agrees, yeah. but they don't. They No, it's, it's actually a lot of people yeah. disagree. Yeah. And so I think even caring for the, the church in Russia is going to be huge. They might be imprisoned, ostracized, all sorts yep. of stuff because they're saying, hey, this is not, mm-hmm. this is not right to like kill yeah. our brothers and sisters for really no reason. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're going to start seeing that more and more and, and just to really reach out to the church in Russia mm-hmm. um, is going to be huge and just how they're going to have to navigate a lot, a lot of hard things, yeah. you know, yeah. um, for this and, and how they pastor people, um, which is already not super free over there, right? but how they, how they pastor people is going to be, I think really, really difficult for mm-hmm. them, um, in this next season of, of their country, mm-hmm. just what's happening. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good point because there are going to be, and there have been a lot of protests I've watched mm-hmm. too in the, in the squares mm-hmm. and, um, those people are going to be oppressed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. And I mean, we're just talking free right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not that Ukraine doesn't need things, but the world is like on their side. Yeah. Russia is being cut off. Right. And so that's affecting just the people, day to day people. Yeah. Who don't don't, agree. Yeah. And they're not going to have access to a lot of the things that they just need. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're going to have to probably as well with the four square church in Russia really see ways that we can care for them. Like, like you just said in Proverbs 14. Yeah. Like, how do we do that properly? You know, mm-hmm. because they could go unnoticed by the world, mm-hmm. the world governments like the EU and like all the NATO, all that stuff. They might say, like, hey, we're not going to do anything for Russia because they're mm-hmm. going to whatever. So it's going to be, I think, up to the church yeah. to step in and really care for the people needs in Russia because the world won't do that. And I think you're right. Those things are going to go unnoticed Mm -hmm. because they have traditionally lived in a country where if you, if you protest uh, anything, you, (coughs) you're either killed or you, you get pretty squashed for that. Mm -hmm. So the fact that there was thousands of people protesting probably means that there's millions of people that believe like they do, Mm -hmm. but they're just not going to leave their apartment and do anything about that, you know? And so, uh, you're right. As, as the world cuts off Russia from economics, from food, from oil, from all that to try to get them to stop, 
the fighting in Ukraine, there will be innocent people caught in the middle who don't agree with what their president is doing. Mm -hmm. And um, while that's a right response of the world to do to try to stop stop Putin as quickly as possible, um, you're right, it affects innocent people in their own country as well. You know what's interesting? I was um, just reading too. So they officially sanctioned Putin. So whenever you read news stuff now, you're going to notice you're only going to see the word Moscow. You're not going to see Putin. Really? Yeah. So they're going to change the rhetoric um, as, a, as a globe and how they talk about the situation. They're going to say like President Zelensky or that Elon yeah, huh. yeah. is going to meet with Moscow. So That's it's all going to be general statements now. Yeah. I was just, I was noticing that the last couple of days. So they've stopped saying the word Putin. <laughs> I wonder why. It's more of a symbolic thing. Like we don't recognize you as a leader. And so it's going to hit his pride even more so. Hmm. So they've sanctioned, basically, it's like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> they don't speak of Voldemort, the name they don't speak of. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting how yeah. that, I mean, it's already, that. that's what they're doing from that. I mean, there'll still be news agencies that'll say Putin. It's not like people right. are going to all say, yeah. but from like a technical standpoint, mm-hmm. they're going to say Moscow mm-hmm. for that. So. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. it will appeal to his pride and he'll he'll stop. Man, pride cometh before the fall. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's yeah lots of stuff that's happening mm-hmm. in that. So, yeah. Well, um, we're gonna do a hard transition, but I think a little bit of a related <laughs> transition. Um, so, in your message and in our series, we're talking about do I trust God? Mm-hmm. Obviously, that question can apply greatly to the situation that we just were talking about with Ukraine yeah. and Russia. Um, this last Sunday, you said, hey, here's here's a couple of verses that we're going to just really center on for a while, mm-hmm. kind of like our theme verse, our target verse mm-hmm. um, for at least this season when it comes to this question of do I trust God? And that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Um, and so um, if you hear this last Sunday, you heard a good, great message about that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, maybe just say that out loud or read it, but also just like, what, why is this the verse that God led you to kind of have? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great verses about trust, trust and yeah. things like that. And this is, you know, a more known one, which is mm-hmm. great. But so why is it like this, that this verse is something that you feel is great for this right. time, this series? Great. Well, let me, let me share it just yeah. so we're all on mm-hmm. the same page. I'm going to share it from NIV. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Verse five, sorry. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So I think, first of all, um, this is like uh, just a great overarching mm-hmm. theme verse because I think it it um, it's like an umbrella. It kind of covers all of the topics that we will actually talk about mm-hmm. throughout the next year of all the, the little ways that we trust in the Lord with our finances, with our marriage, with relationships, with... Um, what's happening in the world with all, you know, God's really asking us to trust in him with everything and with all of our heart and with every little thing in our life. And so this verse kind of captures all of that, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. instead of, instead of focusing on a specific thing we're supposed to trust the Lord in, which we will focus on later, this one kind of tries to capture it all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm -hmm. So like everything you're doing all the time in every situation in your life, Mm -hmm trust the Lord. So it's got that big overarching theme mm-hmm. of, of giving that. And then leaning not on your own understanding is like, Hey, you're always going to want to 
go your own way instead of following mm-hmm. the Lord. And that applies to every single situation in our life. So it captures that as well. In all your ways, submit to him. Big umbrella statement there as well, not just in one specific way. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't say in, in all of your financial endeavors, submit to the Lord. It says all your ways. So mm-hmm. it's capturing everything. Mm-hmm. And then he'll make your path straight. So that's the promise of God that he'll he'll be with you. He'll be there with you and he'll yeah. he'll make your path straight, which is which is an interesting topic that I think we... So, so you're saying the Fleetwood Mac song, You Can Go Your Own Way, is not a theme song? It's not the theme song for this series. For this series. Maybe for a different <laughs> you one. You can go your own way. <laughs> yeah. That's not... That's, it's not the theme song. <laughs> okay. I was just... Because I was going to like you know present it to you and Kate. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this could be a good... No. A good theme song. Yeah. Yeah. It's in a good key for me too. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk a little bit more then about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Um, I thought you did a great job just on this last Sunday, just unpacking more of that. Um, but there's also like, you know, and I, we're going to do this throughout the weeks and just right. getting more and more, like, as you say, kind of drill down, even drill further down and yep. further. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're not going to like answer everything in this right. you know, podcast. Even we only probably got about 15 minutes left. We want to like talk about, um, but like living this out. So like the heart, right. like it's very general you're kind of given some some general things. So like, how do we how do we live that out? Like, because mm-hmm. I think what you did was, was really good on Sunday is talking about like our heart. Like, mm-hmm. are we lead with our heart a lot of times? And yeah. yes, our head too. But yeah. our heart can be compartmentalized in a lot of different areas. Like, I think what we said was so good is like, whenever the stock market goes down, the world starts to freak out. Oh yeah, totally. You know? Like we get more freaked out. Yeah. Um, even sometimes more than like what we're currently experiencing with, with like a, a war. I agree. Potential, like, yep. But if the stock market's down, we mm-hmm. even freak out even more. Yeah. And our heart can be in a lot of places. But mm-hmm. so, so how do we live this out just real generally um, in trusting the Lord with all of our heart, not lean on our understanding? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we go from zero? <laughs> you know, if we're just like, what? Never what heard about mean? this because yeah. I'm a really smart person. And I got a lot of good ways of doing this. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not supposed. I'm, I'm PhD from Harvard, Yale, right. like whatever. You know, like, yeah. like how does that work for kind of mm-hmm. a person? I guess. Yeah. Well, I think, and this maybe even goes back to week one. Like, even if I do have a PhD from Harvard or several PhDs, yeah. because I'm a really smart guy, and I can, you know, and I and I'm really educated, and I'm and I'm really good at that. Education's comes easy for me mm-hmm. and so I can I can be in that world and, and and I'm pretty smart and think things through um I could have a hundred PhDs and I still would not even it wouldn't even be a drop in the bucket to, compared to how wise God is so that is one of the things that you know trust goes back to is do I see that God is God and I am not, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's where that foundation point mm-hmm. needs to lead from. And I think in, in our culture and in our world today, you know, we, we think that the smarter I get, <laughs> maybe the better I am than other people, mm-hmm. than maybe than God even. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can, I can outthink God and I'm smarter than he is. And, and I can even think my way out of a relationship mm-hmm. with God and all those things are not true. And so I think that's probably why the writer of Proverbs, and, and I talked about this often, said, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And because the Jews believed that your heart was like the center of everything, it mm-hmm. was, they didn't compartmentalize things as well as we do today. Mm-hmm. And so it was your intellect and your emotion and everything was all right there in your heart. 
And so he's saying, give all that to the Lord. But I also think from a practical standpoint, what you were kind of asking is how do I live this out is it's really just about getting one step closer to God every single day. Mm-hmm. And, um, however that might work out for you on a Monday, mm-hmm. what's one thing you can trust in God in today? Surrender to him. Surrender to him. Yeah. Yep. What's one thing you could submit to him? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it could be something very, very simple. It could be something as simple as uh, the way you drive to work. I'm going to submit that to God today. And, you know, in the past I've been, um, I drive me first. <laughs> so I drive selfishly. I drive with the intent that uh, my needs and my wants are the most important on the road. Yeah. And a lot of us drive yeah. that way. <laughs> and uh, you, how could I help someone? You know, there might be someone that needs to get in your lane. And do you, are you the one that speeds up and doesn't let them in? Right. Or are you the one that just listens to the Lord and says, hey, let that guy in? I don't know. What's, what the, what's the theological concepts of somebody just said hands off the wheel i trust in you god make my path straight jesus take yeah the and wheel. they just floored it i mean is that theologically sound for them to make that argument i don't think so okay <laughs> i don't i don't think that would be a they theologically said at faith on sunday that my path will be straight so won't the road just morph back into a straight drag strip yeah that's uh, no that's not what we mean <laughs> That's not what we mean. And please don't use I-90 as a drag strip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what it would be, but that's that's what I think. Yeah. So I think what the writer of Proverbs is really saying is get to know God more. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in everything you do, just give him your heart, give him your life, give him your decisions, mm-hmm. give him your anxiousness, give him your depression, mm-hmm. give him whatever's frustrating you. Just give, just, just let the Lord in, just bring him into mm-hmm. everything you're doing. And, and as you do, you're submitting to him, you're yeah. trusting him, you're believing in him, you're, you're, you're adding him to your life, you're making him mm-hmm. the most re- important relationship in your life. And as you do that, you're just saying, mm-hmm. I trust you, just like you would do with your spouse, right? You would share everything with them and you would they, let them help you and you would let them make comments to you, good, good or bad, in an effort to help you. Um, all of that gets worked out in that relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about here. Let God in. Just yeah. just allow him every area of your life and trust him with it. Mm-hmm. And because that verse is so overarching, in the future we're going to get down to specifics like, okay, what does that mean for my sexual life? Mm-hmm. How, how do I trust God with sex in this world that is sex crazy. What does God say about sex and how do I submit my life to him sexually? And, and why does he desire for me to live certain ways Mm -hmm. in regards to sexual behavior? Mm -hmm. Um, does he have a purpose for that and a reason for that? Yes, he does. And, um, and when we submit to that, there's a certain outcome just like with our finances and marriage and our kids and all of that there. And that's the point of having God's word in paper form and being able to read it all the time is mm-hmm. God saying, will you trust me in these things? Cause, cause I really know what I'm doing and I really want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And if you'll trust me, you'll see, you'll see part of that happen. Now, 
Um, we won't see the fullness of that, and we need to understand that, that the reality is we will not see the fullness of all of the goodness of God in our lives, and that's because we live in a fallen world, mm-hmm. and we live in a world that often does not want God to be included in it, and um, so we're, we've got that combat and that struggle happening right in the middle of it as well, yeah. um, which is challenging, even in response to what we just talked about in the beginning. How do you mm-hmm. trust God in the middle of what... What's Put- what Putin's doing to Ukraine? Mm-hmm. I'm going to use his name because <laughs> yeah. because I understand the side of it. I, yeah. I get I get the point of it, but the people of all of the people of Russia are not making this decision. Putin's making this decision, and mm-hmm. and he's just he's just not being nice. Let's just be honest. He's just he's just being mean because he's got his own idea that he just wants to take over. Um, and how do you you know the reality is we live in a world where there are people like that. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that on a grand scale, like that's a huge grand scale. You know, I want to, I want to terrorize an entire another nation, but that happens on little scales too, where you work with someone that for some reason just does not like you and they constantly are mad at you, constantly frustrated at you, constantly Mm -hmm. makes your life difficult. And how do you respond to that? How do you trust the Lord in the, in those moments where somebody doesn't like you for whatever, and it might be just because you're a Christian. That might be a spiritual reason that they don't even know why they don't like you, but they don't, mm-hmm. and it's spiritual. But um, even a time just did you self reflection, like what am I doing? That's yeah, like exactly. Maybe yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> making them yeah. not like me or something. You know? Yeah. How do I yeah. respond to them? Do I respond to them in kindness and mm-hmm. love, or am yeah. I pretty mean and rude too? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is all good as well, and so. I think trusting God with all of that is mm-hmm. so important. I think what's I was thinking too, like because it's about the heart and going forward, and like Jeremiah and like his prophecy of the new covenant. Mm-hmm. He's like God's going to give us a new heart, and even back in yeah. Deuteronomy, like Moses is like, "Hey, you guys aren't going to do this unless you get a new heart." Right, and just that that concept of not having a heart of stone, but a heart of flesh, mm-hmm. where like the Lord, like you said, as you draw near the Lord, He draws near to us, and we can really allow like his values to just sit deep inside our heart. Right. And that just pumps out of who we are. Mm-hmm. And it really requires that knowing God, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's really step one. Yeah. Is having that relationship with God that allows you to then trust him mm-hmm. in that. Because if you don't have a relationship with him, why would you ever trust him? Right. You know? And I think that's always just a huge thing. We see that all throughout scripture in the old Testament mm-hmm. when the nation of Israel did not trust God, bad things happened. They didn't trust them because they just didn't have a relationship with them. Right. They were like, we don't want you anymore. Right. And stuff. And man, so I think that that's really key is just having that, that heart of flesh that allows you to be mm-hmm. molded and shaped into a lot of the values of who God is just be a part of you. So you can be like, yeah, I'm going to submit my finances or my desires and X, mm-hmm. Y, Z and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And there's a little bit of an <laughs> illustration there. If we if we look at our heart as like the center of our life mm-hmm. and let's let's just just for the sake of the illustration say that blood is like trusting in the Lord. Then as our heart muscle pumps that blood to every single area of our body, mm-hmm. it comes to life. Mm-hmm. And it it's that blood brings all the goodness, the healing, the restoration, totally. all of the life that is needed for the end of my finger to live and and my ear and my brain to function and my eyes to work and mm-hmm. my feet to work. and But my whole body experiences the life of the blood, which is trusting 
in the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing happens to everything in our life. When we say, I trust in the Lord with every single area of my life, the healing, the restoration, the goodness of God can come mm-hmm. into those areas of our life. And and he is exalted and praised. And our life, um, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Our life doesn't become easy. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of a not yeah. a great way to look at it. Yeah. It becomes straight. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, the author uses there. He uses you know the word straight. Yeah. Yes, you know where you're going. That's right. And you can see ahead of you when something is when the road is straight, this is a this is kind of an old idea and an old term. If if the road is windy, then you never know what's around the next corner. There could be danger around the next corner. There could be a pot of gold around the next corner. You have no idea, but you can't see around the corner. So you don't know. But when the road is straight, you can see a ways mm-hmm. and you can see what's coming. You can be prepared. You can uh, be prepared for danger if something's coming, but you can also be prepared to bless someone if something mm-hmm. is th- just everything becomes clear and more focused. Totally. You can use wisdom instead of foolishness because the road is straight because you can see what's ahead of it. Mm-hmm. And that straight path, it also, it also means um, the path that is right, mm-hmm. the path that is honest the, the upright conduct. It also means the path that is not going astray or is out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the reality is like in any culture, right? Certain roads lead bad places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have a road in our area that leads down state line, North Idaho. <laughs> and it's not great road. If you take that road, you're going <laughs> to... Are you talking figuratively or literally? No, I'm talking literally now. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you head down that road and there you're going to hit some... To Cabela's? No, it's left to Cabela's. There's some <laughs> not great places. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's not a good road. You, you might get in trouble on that road if you mm-hmm. s- s- hung out there for a while. So the point is, um, there. Th- this is an idea, uh, and it's a biblical idea, mm-hmm. that straight roads um, are roads where um, the righteousness of God and the, the honesty of God and the, the boundaries of God uh, help our lives um, be better than if we're going astray on our own. Yeah, I think that's a good distinction of that verse. And it's not saying this is a, uh, a one and done. Like if you trust the Lord, then everything's perfect in your life. Mm-hmm. It's good, mm-hmm. no bumps, nothing. No, it's about yeah. knowing ahead what's coming. Yes, about seeing and also about being content, because you can you could say like, well, all the apostles they trust the Lord, but man, didn't end up so good for some of them. You know, you right. can be like, they're crucified, mm-hmm. murdered, blah blah blah. But it's like, no, they, they trusted, they had contentment in what they were doing, and they had wisdom what they were doing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that their life was easy by any means. There was a lot of hardship in that, mm-hmm. uh, but they were straight on the path of what the mission was that Christ gave them. And we see the fruits of that just with the church of today. I mean, with their faithfulness and their wisdom, a lot of great right. things happen. The Gentiles and all sorts of stuff. The gospel's opened up. And so, yeah, it's not that... I, th- I think there's blessing that will come when you also trust in the Lord. Like, there's mm-hmm. going to be blessing, but it's not just a... a like a... For sure, like, oh, it's going to be a perfect life. Right. It's going to be perfect. Yeah, and the straight path isn't the path of no suffering either. Right. Um which is a whole nother topic on mm-hmm. its own, but because um, I think we have a really 
poor vision mm-hmm. of suffering in America. We think suffering's a bad thing, and it's not a bad thing. Um, even you made a comment, you know, the apostles suffered, and mm-hmm. uh, that's because they had a different, completely different mm-hmm. viewpoint on suffering. They thought suffering for Jesus was the, the greatest thing they could yeah. do on the planet. Yeah. And I agree. The greatest thing we could do, the, the, the way that we could be most like Christ in this lifetime would be to suffer like he did. Um, and so, but we don't like to do that. No, we don't. The like last to do two that. years, no, 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 no. We, hate that. That. we don't want to suffer. No, we for do Christ. not want to suffer for Christ. <laughs> and um, and so that's probably a theological concept that we could tackle on another day. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely is a frame of mind that I think in American theology could be needs to be corrected greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is good. I think that's a good ending point um, just with that conversation on Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And um, it'll be good to just kind of always hit that, you know, throughout the series and just kind of um, the, the overarching truth of that um, for this. So this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited. Uh, yeah, for it, it so, is good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to be back in probably a couple weeks because um, you guys are going to be out for a little bit and yep. stuff. And then we'll kind of reconvene. I think like the 21st ish. Yep. Sounds good. Another podcast. Yeah. And hopefully um, there'll be a lot of, there'll be more positive news in our world. Hopefully. In those next couple of weeks. Yeah. But like we said, we're going to trust in the Lord though. Yep. We're going to pray for the situation, pray for peace, and we're going to be a non-anxious presence Mm -hmm. um, for the gospel, for who Jesus is. So yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other last thoughts? No, I think that's good. I'm, I'm just excited about where we're going with this series. And um, I, if you're wondering what we're talking about, you can listen to the past four messages and those yeah. will give you some insight into what it means to trust the Lord and to answer this question, do I trust God? Because I believe that as you answer that question or how you answer that question, yes or no, will greatly affect your life. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. We'll see you, or you can listen to us later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I always say see you guys later. later. It's not like we're seeing anybody. But yeah. All right. Take care. Bye, everyone.